0: I'm Elsie from Love is Blind, and I'm getting
1: cozy with Erin Hill. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. You guys, I am so excited. This Love is Blind Untold Story series has been so much fun, and today's guest is no exception. We have the one and only Lauren Chamblin, otherwise known as LC in the house. Hey, Lauren. Welcome. Hey. Yay. Hi, I'm clapping for you, girl. I am good. You know, this quarantine is pretty insane. Having the kids here 24-7, not having a break is a little nuts. How are you holding up?
0: (laughs) You know, I I don't have kids. I don't have a boyfriend or whatever, so I'm I'm good. I I have a roommate, (laughs) but she has a fiance who has, like, a desk that she can use for work and stuff, so she's mostly over there. So, like, last, like, two weeks, she's been over there. So I basically
1: live by myself now, me and my cat. <laughs> it's been great. Okay, super jealous. I am moving in. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just
0: living your best life. It's totally fine.
1: You totally are. Yeah, you definitely are. Keep Although doing that. it can get kind of boring, but it's fine. Well, you know. It'll be okay. <laughs> You have me to talk to now, and our listeners are so excited to hear about you and hear your story, but before we get to that, Lauren and I share a common interest in The Bachelor, and we both watch the show Listen to Your Heart, so we're going to chat a little bit about that because we know you guys probably watch. So, Lauren, what was your kind of overall take on the show? What did you think? Okay,
0: honestly, I had very low expectations for this, and I I kind of liked it it i don't know if it's like the quarantine talking but like i I really kind of just like it i thought it was fun and i like the shows honestly like the bachelor and Bachelorette, obviously great but i like the style of bachelor in paradise i always kind of joke like i only watched The bachelor and bachelorette so i could prepare myself for bachelor paradise i I like that style i feel like you can get to know people better i mean obviously the bachelor in paradise that has had more successful couples than The Bachelor even has. It does give me a little bit of PTSD, though, because (laughs) I have, like, a musical theater background and stuff, but I don't ever, like, I'm not that kind of person. Like, I don't want to date a musician or, you know, like, an artist or actor or anything like that. Like, that's not something I've ever really been attracted to. I mean, sometimes, you know, it happens, but it's just, like, kind of a turnoff for me. But I, I was expecting this to be a lot more cheesy than it was, I guess.
1: Yeah, it wasn't cheesy at all. I thought it was super cute. I'm really kind of reeling that you don't have this fantasy of like singing with you know your significant other like these girls do. That's so funny. that makes me want to throw up. No, I can't. I
0: can't do that. I can't do that. I'm like, I'm not that. I'm not that musical theater person that was like singing everywhere and only (laughs) had musical theater friends. That's like, I. It was just a. I was a very like normal person for musical theater.
1: (laughs) I guess. Interesting.
0: I just want it to be a little cheesier. Hopefully, I mean, it might be as we go, but I'm excited about it, kind of. Like, it's also nice to have, you know, Mondays to look forward to during this quarantine.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Cheers to that. I'm definitely missing my Bachelor fix. So,
0: Bachelor and then Survivor, I will have to say. (sighs) I want to just plug Survivor because it's my favorite, favorite reality show besides The Bachelor for getting me through this quarantine, so just need to... (laughs)
1: Um, Those yes. two combined, I'm happy about. Yes, we love Survivor. We can get to that in just a second. But I have to say that I think you're right. I think that Listen to Your Heart is just like Bachelor in Paradise with music. I've been saying that all along. Yeah. And I'm not sure why people were like so against it. Cause I'm like, you guys, you love Bachelor in Paradise. Just throw some musical instruments in there. Like, what is the difference? But I was yeah, like, but I I think it's
0: because, you
1: know, there's always a stigma of these people who go on these shows
0: like jed obviously is probably the biggest polarizing one yes but people who go on here honestly when i watch the bachelor bachelorette bachelor in paradise and even when i was on love is blind this happened a couple times and i wanted to die but like <laughs> they when people start singing on these reality shows like that it makes me feel like that's why they're there and i don't want to feel like that you know even if it is like i don't mean to feel like that I don't want to know that. (laughs) This show kind of takes that out of it. Like, it's, like, okay to do that. And so it was less weird. And I think but before I watched it, though, I was like, this is going to be so dumb, but whatever, here we are. You know, we're we're in quarantine. And (laughs) I wanted to hate it so much that I think that I like it now.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm definitely hooked on it. I thought it was a little strange that people were connecting physically so quickly. I was like, Wow. But I don't know. I guess in paradise that happens, oh, but you're me. also like in Mexico on a beach, scantily clad. You know, but people were just like that first hour, right? They were already second face and I'm like, damn, okay, no one's no one's wasting time. No one is uh biding their time. I mean, but have you ever dated
0: a musician or known had a friend had a friend who dated a musician? Like they're they're like Sometimes they can be like overly sexual people. Like they're very, like emotional. Sometimes aggressive and also very insecure, all in one. And so it's a very weird combo.
1: That is a very good yeah. point. That is a very good point. Yeah, I'm really not surprised. <laughs> I have to point out also that when I saw Trevor in Jed's jacket, I about died. And I know that Hannabie was oh, was triggered God. by that whole scene. I was just, really, like, really, that's the jacket you're going to wear? That one? I just uh, had to say that. He had to
0: have known about Like, Jed's jacket was such a polarizing figure yeah. before, way before they even started filming for this. So he had to have known. <laughs> Iconic, right? Judge was probably like, I can't be on the show, so just take my jacket. <laughs> That's what I said.
1: I was like, did they literally give Trevor Jed's jacket? But the season looks really, really good. It's a lot of drama, a lot of romance. I cannot wait. I am here for it. Yes,
0: same. Also, I saw a tweet. I can't remember who it was. But someone was like, very on brand that these late 20s, like these musicians are all going for the 21 year olds And I was like, wait, is she 21? That girl she Jamie. She is she's
1: a, and I a at, baby like,
0: trevor and ryan are like 28 29 i'm like as a 28 year old woman i could not even fathom dating a 21 year old guy which i know it might be a little different for a guy versus a girl but like i
1: ew and <laughs> I, I was i was pretty shocked by that i didn't realize she was that young but yeah 29 <laughs> is pretty young and then to say that you've been on 100 dates at 21 years old i'm like i don't that's something I'd be sharing, but that's cool. <laughs> like, whatever, do yeah, thing.
0: I cannot with these people who are under twenty-five. Truly, to me, in my opinion, have like no business being on a reality dating show like that because you have no idea what you want. Like you, most people do not know what they want, especially if they're deciding to go on a reality show. Like the twenty-one-year-old, and then there's another girl who's like twenty-three too that said this too, and I was just like cackling. Me and my cat just sitting on the couch, <laughs> just laughing at this. Um, they were just saying stuff like, "Oh my god, I dated so many guys who are this, this, and that." And I'm like, "Shut the f up!" Like, <laughs> don't. And I saw, you know, Jamie crying about like every guy I've dated is a cheater. I'm like, "Yeah, because every guy you dated is in freaking high school." Like, <laughs> right? Of course.
1: Right. Like, Exactly.
0: Every guy I dated before 21 was cheated on me as
1: well. Right. Too immature. I agree with you with the 25. I really think that even with the Bachelor and Bachelorette, it should be cut at 25. I know a lot of people don't agree with that, but I really think that if you're looking for your partner in life – You need to live a little. I spent my entire 20s dating. My entire 20s. And then when I turned 30, I'm like, okay, this is the guy I want. You know why I know that? It's because I dated my entire 20s. (laughs) Like, that is not that crazy of a concept, guys. Like, just date. Just have fun. People giving Peter and Kelly hell about this. They are young. Let them just figure it out. What does it matter? They don't need to be engaged. Just let people figure shit out. It drives me insane. Oh, my God. But I mean, I feel like it's kind of the
0: same thing with Love is Fine with Damien and G, because they didn't get engaged, or they got engaged, but they didn't get married, obviously. Everyone saw, like, he said no at the altar and all this stuff, like,
1: spoiler alert. Yes.
0: But they started dating, basically, right after. So, I mean, I know that could be very confusing, but in my world, my personal life, like, I've known they were dating since for, like, a year and a half now, so it's, like, not weird to me, but... You know, people keep saying stuff about that, but they keep saying stuff about, like, oh, are you guys engaged? Like, when is the engagement coming? I'm like, just let them live. Exactly. Stop. I know. (laughs) It's
1: so annoying. I completely agree with you. They don't
0: have to be engaged or married or whatever, ever, if they don't
1: want to. Like, just don't. (laughs) Yes. And you brought up Survivor, yeah. that is that is my husband, and I, that's like our favorite reality TV show to watch together. He nah. doesn't really watch reality TV, but Survivor is our show, and this season has been so oh good, because it's all the past Agent winners! Z. So good.
0: Okay, fun fact, actually, a little love is blind, like a reality small, like small world situation. So again, Janina and Damien, the person, the woman who was marrying them, she was on Survivor with Denise on uh, Denise's season
1: oh wow that is small world
0: and so yeah I was definitely messaging her about that and I was like tell me everything what I have so many questions
1: yeah <laughs>
0: she was like on season like 25 or 22 or something like that like it was I have to go back and watch it I think she got out first or second one voted out but Denise obviously was on the season she was on her tribe and like now and Denise obviously won, I haven't seen it but obviously
1: she won because right on the show now. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> spoils. <laughs> I mean, if this is your first season, you kind of just spoiled every season before, but that's cool. Oh, but yeah. It's, it's... This is definitely not my first season. <laughs> I love Survivor.
0: I have watched them all on Hulu. Season 38, highly recommend. Yeah, I was back on that season, and I loved him. But, season 38, the guy, I won't say his name mostly because I, I cannot remember it. Well, actually, I do remember it, but... And like Wentworth, there was a few people who were oh, like, "Oh yes," uh, doing it again. Wentworth is another good like player. The winner of that season is friends with Kenny, Kenny from Love Is Blind. He went to college with him. I messaged Kenny when I was I was watching this a few weeks ago, and I was like, goozling this guy Well, all the people on the show," just because that's what I do. And I finally <laughs> went to that college, I was the same college with Kenny, and I was like, I met, I texted Kenny, and I was like, "Kenny, what? You know this guy?" And he was like, "Oh yeah."
1: Kind of spoiled it for me because he was like, Yeah, he won. And I was like, Oh, thanks, Kenny. I haven't gotten to that part (laughs) yet. I feel like reality TV show worlds collide often. We can't not bring up the fact that Chase Rice was on Survivor before he was on Victoria F's date. So, yeah, there's that. Actually, I threw it back old school and and pulled that picture up from Survivor. And oh my gosh, he's baby faced. Very cute picture. Very, Uh, very different. I need to go
0: look up that season because I feel like
1: I watched it, but I don't really remember. Same. That. I know. I was I mean. like, I surely would have remembered him, but I don't know. Maybe not. So anyway, obviously, listeners, you can see we have a lot in common. We can talk all day, but let's get to Elsie and how she got on Love is Blind. But before, I would love to know what your childhood was like.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was born and raised in Tampa, and... I moved to Georgia and uh, going into high school. So going into ninth grade I moved here, which was, you know, obviously my world was ending, my life is over situation. <laughs> but I mean, growing up in Tampa though it was so much fun. We I lived on like a in like a big huge neighborhood and we had on my like, I lived on a cul-de-sac and we had a lot of kids on the cul-de-sac. Like like almost every house had kids in it. And we were all around the same ages, and so it was so much fun to grow up like that. And, I mean, honestly, all the parents would, like, chip in for holidays. They get, like, a bouncy house and stuff, which I feel like couldn't have been that expensive with the amount of people they were. They were splitting it between probably, like, 15 adults. You know what I mean? So it probably was pretty cheap, I think. It's very smart. Yeah. But... Yeah, like, bouncy houses we would always have, like, for, you know, Fourth of July or New Year's or whatever. And also, my like, the dads would have – this is the most genius thing, but it's also Florida. It's hard to do this in Georgia, the land, the terrain. But in Florida, it's all flat. So the dads, they had a rolling bar that had a TV in it. And so they would just – whoever was hosting the, you know, Super Bowl party or football or birthday party or whatever, they would just sort of roll – or just hanging out on a Friday night. They would, like, roll it to that house. <laughs> the whole bar.
1: <laughs> that and, is genius. Um,
0: yeah, it was so much fun. Like I really did grow up in like such a fun little like neighborhood with really close knit friends and all that. And then we moved, so that was obviously very traumatic for me. <laughs> but, yeah. um, we were here, and it was really probably the best thing that could have happened because I became such a different person than I probably would have ended up being, if I would have stayed in Florida. But it's not that there's anything wrong with being in Florida, but. Um, <laughs> I, did, I got more into theater in high school. I've always like, kind of been into that kind of stuff, but I got really into it in high school, and then in college I majored in it. I went to college, you know, like a small like, school in the mountains. is like a private school, very tiny. Everyone lives on campus all four years kind of stuff. There was maybe like 900, like just under 1,000 students total. So it was like very, very small. But it was cool. I mean, I did theater, so small college equals like more leads. <laughs> yes. Um, And then I got out of college, you know, did an apprenticeship for a theater in Atlanta. It was really cool, all outdoor, site-specific kind of stuff, which was fun. We were, like, doing the Wizard of Oz on a literal yellow brick road on a pathway, you know? Like, so
1: cool. yeah.
0: And then I I kind of realized after that, like, I didn't really, I, you know, want to make money. And I don't want to necessarily, I just wanted to kind of... Take a break from theater. I've been doing it for like eleven years straight. At that point, and like I got into like basically sales, but I feel like it's not very far off from theater. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was fun. I, I honestly do really like the job I have now. I mean, especially now, it's so very rewarding. It's challenging, but it's feels very rewarding because I'm in staffing. So like creative, marketing, digital roles I staff. So and just in the Atlanta, like Georgia market, I guess. But it's a global company, but we all like, staff locally. So I mean, it's it's a really good job. I feel good about what I do. Like I'm getting, I'm like changing people's lives, you know? I'm yeah. getting a better job or more money or better commute or better benefits, like stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, I do really like it. I love the people I work with. So it's a good time. I guess that's like a really quick synopsis of my whole time Yeah. <laughs> Up until now. <laughs> gosh, we
1: really do have a lot in common. I was born in Florida as well. Oh my gosh, crazy. Where at? I was born in Boynton Beach, so on the opposite coast. Okay. But... I've lived all over Florida. I've lived in Sarasota. I've lived in Gainesville. I went to UF back in 2000. And Jacksonville, I've lived everywhere in Florida. So And I've come back to Florida. I've, like, left Florida and come back to Florida and went back to Florida. So, yeah, it's funny. But I'm in California now, and I think I'm staying here, the time being anyway. But just the South in general, and I consider Florida the South. I I get upset when people say that Florida's not the South. Like, I thought it was part of the South until I
0: moved to Georgia. And then I literally got called a Yankee. (laughs) <laughs> all the time and I was like what because I never said y'all because I said yeah. well now I say y'all this was my first job in in high school well, I was like 16 I worked as a, I was a hostess at like Outback Steakhouse
1: of course <laughs> and, we all were right?
0: um, I literally got in trouble there's like, a group of women like older women, who were like coming from church on Sunday I was like hey guys welcome to Outback, like whatever and they literally told the manager that I called them all men and I was like What? <laughs> what? That's
1: and so like amazing. you
0: always would make fun of me about being a Yankee and blah blah. I was like, I really you guys, I cannot I mean I just said it again, you guys. I physically cannot <laughs> say the word y'all, you know, like I just cannot do it. And then because of that job, literally because I was a hostess at this restaurant, I I started saying you all because of these women. And I literally had her saying you all. And so you all just lazily turned into y'all. And so now I kind of do say y'all. So I'm like, dang, y'all got me.
1: That's (laughs) so funny. I picked up y'all in Kentucky because I was born in Florida, but I was raised in like North Carolina and Kentucky. So especially when I'm drinking, which I'm drinking right now, my my southern drawl come out a little bit more, like my Sprat and stuff like that. But the hey, y'all just, like, sounds so just comfortable for me. So, and I've just always been called a southern belle, so I'm like, I'm just going with it. You know, that's just who I am, whatever. But, yeah, Georgia is very southern. I mean, compared to Florida, 100%, of course. I was, like, I I I knew, but, like, I didn't didn't think anyone would, Say anything about it that is too funny it's been a very eye-opening experience (laughs) i i feel like everybody has been a hostess at outback some point in their life like in their young life right or some restaurant similar so okay how did you get into love is blind because here you are at the staffing company and what i'm hearing from your castmates is that they're just like sliding into your dms and like basically recruiting you is that what happened to you
0: so no one's put into my DMs, which you know, no, I'm like, well, what am I not posting? Like, I want to get, you know, I want to get more opportunities. What, what am I going to do? <laughs> but it's uh, that was not happening for me. Um, I actually got into Love Is Blind, kind of like a right place, right time situation, or maybe like a wrong, I don't know, wrong <laughs> situation, time situation. But so it's like well, I love The Bachelor. I've watched it since Caitlyn's season, Caitlyn versus season. So mm-hmm. I've. It's been a, oh, a few years now, I guess, that I've watched it. And I always have joked around, like, my friends have joked around, like, you would be so funny on the show. Like, I was like, yeah, if I was on the show, I'd do this with Survivor, too, you know? Which, hopefully, I didn't manifest Survivor, because I really have never even been camping, so that would be really
1: dramatic. <laughs> for me. <laughs> that would be amazing. I,
0: I really feel like I might have accidentally manifested <laughs> <deserved> this, <laughs> because I was always, like, I would be so on this show like on a show like this like how fun would this be to do like I would just you know crack jokes and just whatever and well yeah joke was on me because it was actually a very intense experience it was way harder than I thought it was going to be but yeah I met basically this girl that I had met that day we became friends with her I was trying to get her to go on the the bachelor open call with me and she was like really hesitant about it, but I was, like, really, I mean, you know, I'm in sales, and so I was, like, really trying to push her to do this with me, but then she met this other guy out when she was at a bar, and apparently, he, she was, like, giving him his number as, like, I'm giving you my number kind of situation, but then when he contacted her, he actually was, like, hey, I'm, I'm actually a casting agent for the show, blah, 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 he didn't really like what the name was, at the time, they were calling it Atlanta Singles, and they were just saying it's a big network and, you know, all this stuff. Like, we didn't know anything about it. But I think she just didn't want to do it alone. And I was the only person that she knew would probably do a reality dating show. <laughs> <laughs> because I was so adamant about her coming to this, like, bachelor open call with me. So I think that's kind of how I ended up in it. Is She just kind of gave my name as well. Like, she, she actually went through the audition process and, like, all that stuff too did it up on the show because she did end up getting back to her like ex the time but she gave them my name and contact info and like instagram and stuff without really asking
1: me first oh. she
0: like told me the whole thing that she did and then they contacted me maybe like five or ten minutes later after she told me that wow um, and then yeah I, I think from what I understand I feel like I was one of the earlier people that they were interviewing and casting and stuff because that wasn't like end of June. Yeah I think so. Yeah we started filming like October 1st so it had been a while you know until sometime in September they didn't tell me I was officially on the show but because they just couldn't yet but they pretty much the whole time like all of pretty much August and September before they told me I was officially on the show they were like yeah obviously we can't say it's official now because you know you're going to be on it. And I was like, oh, okay, cool.
1: Were you excited or were you, like, nervous?
0: Yeah, I didn't really know what to think, honestly. I was excited. I just thought it was crazy. I was, I never really thought it would actually happen. And also, I didn't know what it was. So, it's not like, like, I feel like if I was casting for The Bachelor, I'd probably be more like, oh, my God, so I'm, like, freaking out, like, nervous, excited, whatever. True. But because this was a show that no one knew, and with this, no one had ever heard of the show, we didn't really even know all the details um, about, like, even the name of the show and it, what it was going to be on—we didn't know it was going to be on Netflix, and, like all of the above. But I mean, if it was The Bachelor, I think it, I would have known what it was and been able to be like excited and nervous and like all the things. But for this, it was—it felt very much like when you, I guess, when I mean, you like move to a new town or something. It's probably like compare it to you know when you or like start college or something like that. Like you just don't really know what to expect because you've never done it before. Like you don't know any of these people or what it's going to be like. I mean, when we all got there, we were like okay thank god this is like a real thing we thought maybe we were being like kidnapped
1: or something oh my god
0: yeah I mean I did actually go to the door open call but obviously nothing happened there
1: (laughs) hey you never know um, you never know
0: I'm I'm honestly glad that I went I did the 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 love is blind before or you know maybe one day who knows but I'm really glad that I did love is blind because it's such a cool experience and one that I probably needed to go through. I don't think I could have learned as much about myself in the
1: bachelor experience. But That is yeah. what everybody who I've talked to so far has said, that they learn so much about themselves. So when you're walking into that first day and not knowing what to expect and you meet Vanessa Lachey and she tells you, like, what's going on and that you're going to have 15 dates in one day, like what went through your mind when she told you that?
0: Well, we, so we already kind of knew the premise of the show at that point, you know? Like, we knew it was going to be, like, 15 guys, 15 girls. Okay. Then, like, you know, we were going to be going on dates with everybody, and, like, we knew, like, a general setup of everything. So that one wasn't really a surprise. But when we found out, I remember when I found out about that, though, I was like, what? I was like, I don't even think I've been on 15 dates, like, ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, you know, 15 first dates, you know, ever, and I don't know, I'm just not, like, much of a big, I'm not a big dater, so it's just, like, a very confusing thing, world to me, but I was, like, wow, I went on one, more dates in one day here than I have in my, literally my
1: entire life. Oh, my God. That's so, so it was,
0: like, be dating for real, like, on crack, you know what I mean? And yes. it was, it was crazy, like, I, I do, the whole, the concept, even if you explain the concept to me right now, I'm, like, that's insane like I I don't you know but I mean until you do it and obviously there's a ton a ton like literally hundreds and hundreds of hours of footage just from the pods that you guys did not see I mean and I mean they were filming each one of us individually for nine ten days like we had very long days too so I
1: know it was like I mean Fifteen plus hours a day. You know, I know that just and breaks just, my heart that none of us saw any of that. You know, it really does upset me because I'm sure so many stolen moments. You know that we'd love to see.
0: Yeah, and I mean, part of me is like, you know, what they cause because I was a little bit shown on the on the show. Like, mm-hmm. I was actually the only person that they showed that didn't end up getting engaged. You know, and right. like, well, they didn't end up getting engaged and going further on the show. It's kind of crazy storyline that i ended up having because like it was maybe 15 20 minutes total you know that people saw me speaking and the conversations that they chose i was like what <laughs> <laughs> but you know whatever i i do stand taylor swift and that was the conversation we had on there and I, I i stand by that comment you know but it's just kind of like it's crazy how reality shows work like it's almost like You know, obviously it's a good show. Love is Blind is great. Everyone loves it. But it's almost like I read the book and everyone else is
1: watching the movie. Right, right. No, that's a really good analogy. I think what my listeners were kind of the questions that were coming in were like, who did you first connect with? And, you know, what kind of questions were you guys asking each other? Did you get really deep really fast or did you stay surface, you know, because, In, like, a normal dating situation, you're not going to ask right off the bat, like, you know, do you want to get married and have kids? Like, that's just not going to happen right right away. So in this, (laughs) such a weird experiment, such a different and unique experiment, did you get to those really deep questions really fast?
0: Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, it was different with everybody, but, I mean, I dated a guy for three and a half, almost four years, I guess. And I did not even really get as deep in, like, a couple days with these guys as I did with that guy Yeah. Wow. almost four years. And and it's insane to think about like that because, like, a little bit of a safer situation because we all knew that we signed up to get engaged in less than two weeks, you know what I mean? Like, we all knew we were, like, hopefully at least, like, very serious about this process and, like, wanting to find somebody and, like, all the things. So it really wasn't weird to, like, bring up those conversations that would normally be weird in, in real life to bring up on a first (laughs) seven minute date (laughs) producers really helped us out a lot because we have these little notebooks and stuff and they would put questions inside of them so I thought that was really great for people like me especially who I don't always ask great questions like that like deep conversations like I'm I'm totally fine staying surface level and like just having like the banter back and forth but Obviously, that's not going to work in this process. So it it is. It was great to like have those questions to kind of go off of. We would have like you know a day that was focused on more like emotional connection and physical connection and family and where you see yourself in ten years, like you know all this, all the things like that. So that was honestly so so helpful. And I mean, we talked about everything, and really, truly, from day one, like the very first date that we went on. Barnett and Kenny were actually my top two the entire time. That did not change. No. Yeah, and I mean, it was, like, Kenny number one, Barnett number two at first. But then, you know, that flip-flopped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, every day it flip-flopped, like, who was number one and number two. But they were always the top two people that I had. And I got pretty far with Kenny as well. And then Rory I just loved talking to because he's an amazing person. He was good at just talking to in general. And we kind of had a... I didn't, honestly, Danielle from the jump was, like, very vocal about being, how her connection with Rory was so strong and, like, all this stuff and I honestly never really considered Rory as being even an option because of that. Mm. Um, Because Rory and Danielle, like, what I knew of both of them, they both just seemed so good to like, such, like, a perfect match. So, in my head, Rory was never an option but there was a time when I guess, like, halfway through, I guess, Rory kind of was, like, telling me he liked me, like, that night, had a full breakdown. Like <laughs> I remember coming out, like I was crying in the pod with him. Of like everyone, you know, like you do with Rory. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I remember coming out, and they had me go talk to Vanessa about, like, you know, what's happened and blah, blah blah. And I was, I literally had a breakdown. So I was like, why can't I like? Why don't I just like guys like Rory? Like he's so nice, so thoughtful, so like just a good, nice funny, like, great person, you know? Like, why can't I just like guys like that instead of, like, not that Barney and Kenny are not nice people, like, they are, but, you know, guys who were kind of, like, confusing me at the time and I, I feel like I'm, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, why can't I just like the guy who just is nice and no drama and, like, that's it. And I had this, like, a whole breakdown. I was, like, talking to Vanessa about it and then I talked to, I think, Kelly about it a little bit, too, that they filmed, I guess, but it, it was just crazy but uh, Rory ended up being in my top two because just because I love him so much yeah and but I mean most it was a friendship thing at that time because we kind of hashed it out like right when he told me his feelings for me I was kind of shocked a little bit and I was you know we had to talk it out and I was like I don't know if I think of you like that like I like talking to you but I don't know if I get those like romantic vibes and I couldn't see him you know so it's like he could be the hottest guy in the whole world and I'm like turning him down like I have no idea. Yeah, and I mean, he's a good-looking guy, too, so it's like, you know, I don't know. I, it's just, it's a weird situation to not be able to see people, because the it made the Barnett stuff hit a little harder, because I was like, oh, it's not like he's just, you know, Amber's hotter than me, or whatever. It's, like, me as a person, like, my core, like, me, who I am normally, like, my personality is what he's not. Thinking that he can see for marriage, it's not. I can't. I can't fall back on being like, whatever. He just likes Amber because she's hot,
1: <laughs> right? And
0: she's stunning. You know, she's gorgeous, gorgeous. And and I knew that, but he didn't know that. You know. And Lauren,
1: shut. Um, so are you? You are beautiful. You all. All you know. Not, not,
0: no, I'm not one of those people. Like, I'm not saying because you're pretty means I'm not. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's different types, though. Like, I've been attracted to guys. To or who are maybe not as cute that have just great personalities that are fun and whatever, and then, like, been not attracted to guys who are conventionally very attractive people because I don't, I just don't vibe with them like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, I have to beholder situation, but, like, it's not like we had an eye as a beholder situation because there was no eyes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No eyes were involved. So, how were Kenny and Barnett confusing you in the pods?
0: Well, Kimmy was less confusing, I guess, but Barnett obviously was confusing because of the whole, like, him and me and Amber situation. It really wasn't as much of the jest stuff in the pods as it seemed, I think, when they, they showed it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, that was more in, like, the middle part of it, I guess, is when all that was kind of happening. And then, you know, after they had that conversation, I like, you know, when it came down to it, it was me and Amber, really, which is kind of what you saw on the show too. Like towards the end and stuff, like you you know, had already kind of hashed it out with Jess about being more interested in other people and blah blah. blah. I honestly really never felt like a competition between women kind of thing, which was good, I think, and I really had to shift my brain around to think of it like that, you know? Because there was a whole day where me and Amber just like didn't talk and a whole day in the in the pods is like a freaking weeks or months like it felt so long <laughs> so it felt like we were just weren't talking to other and we're all in a very tight-knit you know area there so it's it was weird and I don't, obviously Amber's not someone I want to be on her bad side too <laughs> but <Right. laughs> no I'm just kidding but I, I do love Amber and I don't I want to be her she's my friend you know like I was friends with her before I even knew or spoke to Barnett and so it was kind of one of those things where we ultimately had to make a decision of how we're going to go about this. Like, I could either blame it on Amber and like be like, "Oh, blah blah,", blah. compare myself to Amber, or I could just let it be. And like, if I'm going to be mad at anybody, it's I'm going to be mad at Barnett. You know, <laughs> like he's the one who's doing this and can't make his decision. Like, it's not it's not his fault that we're both great. You know.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's true. So were you yeah. were you shocked when? Amber said yes to marrying Barnett. Were you surprised at all?
0: Not at all. I mean, really, I don't know if me and Barnett would have even made it to the like if we made. Well, if we going to the altar, I don't know if we would have been ready with that time allotted and stuff. just because we are very similar, and like neither one of us. This is our like maybe a, a struggle in the pod too, where like we would joke around a lot. We have a very very similar like sense of humor, and that's a big thing for me, you know, I think it's a big thing for him as well, and, like, I want to date someone who's, like, my best friend, and that's, like, a, you know, big important part to me, mm-hmm. and without the physical part of that, I really just had to go off of, like, who can I see being a best friend situation, you know, and I, I don't know, I, I just think it was, um, I don't know, if me, me and him would not have gotten married on the show. I, I thought we could have at the time, but no, Knowing looking back and stuff, I don't really think that we would have been able to, we would have been there we wouldn't have been ready but I think Amber is someone who like actually challenges him and you know pushes him to his emotional limits and stuff like that and sometimes it's a great thing I'm sure and sometimes I'm sure it's a bad thing like it is in every marriage and long-term relationship situations but like I think that they are we're very well matched like they are such a great couple together I'm still friends with them I hang out with them well obviously not now when we're all in quarantine but (laughs) you know (laughs) I've hung out with them a bunch, like since the show and stuff. And the first time meeting Burnett was funny and weird, but I'm after sure.
1: that, like, it's been fine.
0: And, yeah, and and I really do adore Amber. Like, I think she's such a great person. She's so passionate, obviously as you can see from the show. But like, she's she's just like a like a good friend, like a good person to have. Like, if she's there for you, like she's a hundred percent there for you. And I think that they're really such a good couple and they're fun to be around too like they are so much fun to hang out with definitely no bad blood there at this point obviously it's been a year and a half too so i guess ultimately realized it wasn't me it wasn't him i was having the problem with it was kind of everything going on in myself and
1: all that gosh i i would love to hear like how it was when you first met barnett i mean were you (laughs) taken aback? because he's he's a very good looking guy i mean and he's tall and you know yeah he's He's cute, <laughs> for sure. Well,
0: yeah, honestly, taking personality out of it, Barnett's really not my type physically. Like, I don't think I would ever just, like, approach him at a bar. You mm. know what I mean? Like, I would never, I would never, like, I probably wouldn't have even, like, swiped right, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow, like, okay. I, I don't know. He's just really not my typical type. Not that he's a, he's a very attractive guy. And this is going back to, you know, kind of what I said earlier, like, it doesn't really matter you can be conventionally attractive, but I'm not attracted to you, you know? And yes. I don't know if he's really someone I would have been attracted to initially, but I will say, you know, obviously he's a married man, so I would never, but <laughs> he is a very attractive person to me now, even still, just, like, because I knew him, I, I got to know him so well, and I still know him, and we've had that connection, and, like, we've hung out and stuff, so, like, for me, he is an attractive person to me now, because, like, I could totally see myself, like, wanting to go up to him in a bar, you know? Like, I, I. But it's, yeah. obviously I would not, clearly. <laughs> like, but <laughs> Amber would murder me. Right, but, right. And as she should. As she should. But, you know, he is an attractive guy to me now. Because of how I met him and, like, got to know him first, it did a thing a lot because I do feel like this works, you know? And it, it's just kind of crazy how, like, I, I honestly didn't even realize I felt like that until you know a couple of months ago when I was someone had just asked me kind of a similar question and I was like really he's not my type like when I first got my phone back the first thing I did obviously was look up <laughs> Barnett <laughs> I <laughs> and love it. I was like look at his Facebook and his Instagram and all things of course and I was like beautiful he was not even cute enough to be doing all that you know like
1: I'm <laughs> oh, wow and,
0: but then I was like he's actually, like, he is a very attractive person to me. In that time when I saw him, I was, like, pissed. Obviously, i just gone off the show, and, like, that all had just happened, and so I was, like, a little butthurt about everything.
1: But, yeah, But so
0: when I looked at that, I, I was legitimately, literally said out loud, I was like, he is not cute enough to be doing all that.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny.
0: But he is so cute, though, and, like, I really do think that speaks a lot. It, it shows that it works, and, you know, maybe gloves Love is blind, but maybe like relationships are not. I heard that someone say that
1: along oh, the Oh, I like way that. There. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I can't
0: remember who said it. I think it might have been Chris Poling, the like producer of the show, the executive producer. But yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of proves
1: their point. For sure. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to my interview with Elsie. Part two will be available shortly, and she will discuss how she felt about Kenny and also what has happened since the show has wrapped. So you don't want to miss that. Thank you so much for listening. And you can find me at getting cozy with Erin on Instagram. And if you haven't heard Danielle and Matt's stories, go check those out at SoundCloud, iTunes, or iHeart. And as always, stay safe and stay cozy. Till next time. Bye.